is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, it's that week again, the most dreaded, uh, the most anticipated. It's so many feelings wrapped into one. It's only Monday. How are you feeling getting ready for Ohio State? So we're recording much earlier than we usually do. Uh, usually I'm pretty settled in to how I'm going to feel for the for the weekend with the game. And, dude, I am a mix of nervous, optimistic, a little bit of hope, and just preparing for the worst. All, I mean, that's that's how I feel, all of those things. We have to prepare for the worst. I mean, there's no other way to do it, right? True. True. Yeah, we're we're at that point. You know, a couple of decades now. Not a whole lot of good has happened in this rivalry for Michigan. You know, there's some that still laugh that it's called the greatest rivalry in sports, and that some year it's going to turn. Um, yeah. You know, whether that's this year or you know, 14 years from now, it'll happen. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, we prepare for the worst because we've we've been prepared for moments like this, for feelings like this on a Monday when you're recording. You know, we we've yeah. been prepared for this. Yeah, you know, people talk about 2011, obviously the last time Michigan won. But I want to think back to 2003, Derek. Do you know why I'd want to go back that far? It's a Michigan dub. I You have to remind me, but I was in a hospital for, oh. I think, a birth. So, yeah. Not... Oh, you weren't personally in the hospital. No, I was not personally in the hospital. I was 11 at the time. Just, you know, I was trying to recall what it was, but I remember seeing the game on the lobby TV. I, that was just, you were like, I was in the hospital for a birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I was kind like, of talking I was getting ready to I was ask, thinking. like, oh, what happened <laughs> for a birth? Okay. Well, I go back to 2000, 2003 because, um, yes, uh, that was a Michigan win over Ohio State. But I also mark it as like the last real legitimate win you know because 2011 Ohio State has an interim head coach Luke Fickle and no disrespect to Luke Fickle obviously he's doing really good things now but you know that was always just like a transition year for Ohio State and then they get right back on it with Urban Meyer but you got to go back to 2003 man to find the last time that Michigan beat Ohio State when Ohio State had like a permanent coach in place and wasn't in that weird transition time moving on from Jim Tressel I that makes it a little more depressing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Cause it, it adds kind of a, you know, that reality to, to, to why some people, you know, do honestly say, you know, where's the rivalry at, you know, even some Ohio state fans, you know, make that claim. Uh, but, you know, as we know, especially in years where, you know, both teams control their own destiny, you know, dating back to even 2016, you know, uh, a loss we'll probably talk about as long as, you know, we're around, uh, especially because, you know, we lived through that. But, you know, that that's the last team, the time these teams met as top five teams. They'll do so again this weekend after, you know, Oregon got trounced by Utah. And, you know, it, yeah, hopefully it's a 2003, but, you know, each year, especially the last several, uh, and, you know, even just under Jim Harbaugh in general, you haven't had a ton of confidence going into this game uh, because of, you know, the results every single time the game takes place. Ohio State is an eight-point favorite, and I was surprised to see that. I thought it was going to be in the teens, like 15 maybe, Michigan State was like a 19-point underdog to Ohio State last weekend, and I thought it was going to be kind of similar to that. 
but they're the odds makers, you know, the people who do this stuff, um, you know, they're giving Michigan some kind of legitimate chance in this one. I mean, that's just a little, that's a touchdown, a two point conversion, which, you know, we know Michigan loves to give up. I guess they would have to maybe flip the script on that one. (laughs) The thing about Michigan and Ohio state in this recent history, this run for the Buckeyes is that it's like almost every time there's a very clear talent gap where Ohio state is just, they're the better team. You line up 11 on 11 and Ohio state has almost every one of those matchups in their favor. But obviously, you know, there's a reason you play the game and Michigan needs to utilize almost to perfection, the talent it does have. But more important than that is like the mental aspect of it. Like not making stupid mistakes, not doing things that you're kind of getting used to seeing against Ohio state. I was watching the 2019 game again and I just forgot like how many things went wrong. You know, there was a missed extra point, drop touchdown, offsides on fourth down. Like those things, they pile up and Ohio State is way too good to give them those opportunities because you blink and they turn it into seven every time. That's been Ohio State's biggest strength against Michigan is the fact that like when Michigan flinches, Ohio State is there to take advantage and so the big question for me for this for this team for this game this year is is Michigan tough enough not just like physically like you know you you have what you have when it comes to talent but are they tough enough mentally to to kind of like hang with Ohio State not flinch not give them that big break that they typically do give them yeah, you know, I, I think we should revisit the Michigan State-Michigan game because that's what I think that game to Michigan State is, is like for this game, you know, for Michigan against Ohio State. You know, Mel Tucker wanted to try to do that against Ohio State. Ohio State obliterated Michigan State. But, you know, Michigan State made less mistakes than Michigan. Uh, they, you know, played tougher. They came in with that mentality that Mel Tucker had talked about all week. And they found a way to win a game where talent was also lopsided. They had a Heisman caliber running back. So, you know, Michigan State had talent too. But you could say that Michigan was a better team on paper, played better throughout most of the game, just made a lot of mistakes, couldn't get out of their own way, and blew a big lead. You know, it's going to take, you know, Michigan giving Ohio State um, some havoc, you know, wrecking some havoc, uh, not letting C.J. Stroud have video game numbers one, two quarters in. Uh, one of the most ridiculous performances I have watched live. Um, you know, it just it literally looked like he had a team of all 99 overalls and NCAA football 14 and just could pass at will. You know, I think it was like 17 consecutive passes. So, you know, Ohio State's the better team. Uh, if Michigan's tough enough, like you said, and can force Ohio State to actually make some mistakes, you know, you could potentially put yourself within striking distance. But, you know, even that uh, is questionable, just like how, I, you know, we visited earlier. You just haven't seen that out of Michigan since 2016. But, hey, if there's anything to compare to or if there's anything that, you know, would help us or help this game live up to expectations. You know, you could only hope that something like the 2016 matchup repeats itself with with both teams being in very similar situations. This is the scariest offense in the country. You could pretty easily make that case. Everything looks so easy. C.J. Stroud leads the Big Ten in passing yards. 
uh, average yards per attempt, touchdowns, and quarterback rating. He's got three monsters at wide receiver, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and then sort of the new guy on the scene, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who actually leads the team in, in receiving yards. You might be surprised if you haven't been paying close attention to Ohio State. Together, they're three of the top six receivers in the Big Ten in terms of yards. It's it's totally nuts. So when I look at like okay, as Michigan, like your Michigan's defense, what do you do to try to slow that down? Uh, and and you might immediately look to the back end and be like, okay, how are your corners going to play, or your safety's going to hold up in coverage, or your linebackers going to be able to do what they have to do, and all that kind of stuff. But I think really it starts up front because. Michigan has two potential game wreckers, Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. I spelled his name wrong here. That's why I tripped up on it. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. You sound like I that put, guy behind us at the Michigan-Indiana game. Oh, my game. gosh. <laughs> David Ajabo. <laughs> I put Obabo. David Ajabo. If if they can get home and and make C.J. Stroud uncomfortable, make him get rid of the uh, get rid of the ball a little, you know, quicker than he wants to. Get him on the run a little bit, just like make things a little more chaotic than they typically get for him. That's a big win, I think, or at least it it could be. But then it, you gotta hold up in the middle because as much as we talk about what Ohio State can do to you through the air, as we saw what they did against Michigan State, it seems like this game it always just comes down to like who establishes the running game. And, and Ohio State's got a really good one in Travion Henderson. And and if Michigan gets blown off the ball, you know, it's not going to it's not going to come down to CJ Stroud, you know, throwing for 400 yards. Um, you know, Ohio State will get very physical with you and that's how they'll control the game. So I I think if if Michigan can stay solid up front, you're going to give up some yards through the air, but maybe you can also, you know, create a couple turnovers. Uh, get yourself off the field ultimately. But I'm looking at those two guys on the end to, to really step up and make a difference. Yeah, I mean, they've they've wrecked havoc on opposing quarterbacks and offense alignment all season long. Um, obviously, a lot of that felt inflated with the, the success they had at Penn State. Uh, but, you know, just like, you know, there were Michigan State players that didn't want to say anything good but anyone on the Michigan side. You know, they said Aiden Hutchinson is, you know, he's just legitimate. He's, you know, NFL talent. And uh, David Ajabo, the same thing. You know, uh, two guys are, you know, I think on Mel Kuyper's top 10 list. Uh, you know, there's, there's talks about, uh, Hutchinson being the number one pick for some people. Uh, and so, you know, these are tremendous players that are going to have to make a difference. You know, a guy like a Dax Hill going to have to make a, a difference. You know, a play like DJ Turner's pick six, you know, play like that's going to have to happen. You're going to have to force CJ Stroud into mistakes. Um, and the other thing, too, that I think would be interesting to talk about is, you know, Ohio State, especially with Ryan Day and, and probably all the players on the roster as well, um, you know, they are confident as ever that they're going to win this game. Uh, and, you know, history proves that. Uh, you know, they've, they've just dominated. Uh, and they've won some games in very dominating efforts. And so by that being the case, you know, Ryan Day can be very aggressive. You know, there's not going to be a fourth and probably under, I mean, probably five. I, I bet they go for it on every fourth and five unless they're backed up to, you know, like the 20 or 25. You know, they're going to be very aggressive because they 
feel confident that when the game is all said and done you know they would have done enough to win it no matter what so you can be a little bit riskier you know i was even thinking like you know that's a team seeing michigan's two-point weakness they could score the first touchdown go up you go for a two-point conversion go up eight nothing and give you that eight point vegas uh spread that you just <laughs> that you just mentioned like that right there would do that even if michigan matched the rest of the way they can't stop two-point conversions they can't seem to really convert on two-point conversions uh and so I think that's going to be a tough game. I think Michigan will put up a fight. For me, it's just a matter of you know how long is that fight going to last? Because uh, I don't think they'll win at the end of the at the end of the game. It's going to be hard to see them you know leading. But I feel like they can honestly put up a, a strong fight because again, you you got mad at me when I said this after the Michigan State game, but they feel different. You know, it, there seems to be a different confidence at the very you, least. You think I got mad at you? I, need to, I, I don't little, even receive a little, this. a little hate. You know, I think I think the both things can be true. It's you know, Michigan can look like a better football team, and, and Michigan can also you know still lose to its rivals. Both of them. Uh, you kind of yeah. messaged that you know the other day. You know, all this to to just lose to another rival, and you know, I, I'd say this. You know, we, we've talked about this too on the show, off the show. You know, they're ten and one, and and I think outside of a handful of. You know, I don't even know if you can call them reasonable Michigan fans. Like, I don't think many people would have predicted that. So they've at least no. put themselves in a situation where, you know, they're in a good position heading into the game. They technically control their own destiny. Uh, and we know what the result's likely to be. Again, we've seen it for two decades. But I, I feel confident that this team at least has a chance. Uh, and, yeah, in part have provided me with the smallest glimpse of hope that they can <laughs> get something done. I'm glad you have the smallest glimpse of hope. And I think you're right about Ryan Day being aggressive. And that's why I wonder if C.J. Stroud gets a little more involved in the run game this week because it's not something we've seen from Ohio State. And I can just see them adding that little wrinkle. Like all of a sudden, the defensive ends on either side or you know those edge rushers out there, they're crashing because you don't really have to respects CJ Stroud as a runner not because he's not capable but because Ohio State just doesn't show it a whole lot and I wonder if Ryan Day is gonna be like okay CJ you go out there you see him crash tuck it run get your seven yards and you do that a, a few times and now all of a sudden you've you've neutralized a defensive player in in your run game because Travion Henderson's got one less guy to deal with now I just wonder if like little things like that if, if Ryan Day um dials those up I'm not you know the fourth and the fourth and three four five whatever like I'm expecting that it's like what is he gonna do that's that's a little more subtle to turn this thing even more in his favor I could see that being one of them yeah I think yeah like you said part of being aggressive and just the the preparation they have you know ohio state is so good when they're playing their best football at exposing the other team's known weaknesses everybody knew that michigan state secondary was you know a mess and ohio state you know threw six passing touchdowns in the first half because of it you know at will scored at will because they were they knew that they were so much better with three nfl talents at, at receiver that michigan state literally could not stop them and then and they stopped trying in the second half because they could afford to do so. That's how bad they were beating, you know, a, a top 10 team, uh, top 
top five, top what, seven, six or seven? I can't even remember what they were. But seven? Yeah, you know, seven. seven after losing to Purdue. You know, it's it's unbelievable what they did. And so, you know, whether it's like you said, CJ Stroud, you know, doing what Sean Clifford did well at the beginning of the Penn State game and, and running for some yards, you know, uh, having everybody worry about the past and have Travis Henderson just go for, you know, rush for 250 yards. Ohio State's had backs that have had incredible I think that's games. the more likely thing. I think that's the more likely yep. thing is, is is not like CJ Stroud's going to take the top of that off, ugh, take the top off that defense at least once, probably twice, three times. But like the punches, the consistent stuff that's coming from Travion Anderson. Oh yeah, it just is like that's how this game is played. So as as much as I'm worried about the back end of Michigan's defense, and I've been saying it all season, like I think there's still something there for a good quarterback and a you know good passing game to expose. It's Travion Henderson's game. I think he's going to have, you know, I think he's going to get some good numbers, and I can just see Ohio State blowing Michigan off the ball and, like, getting five, six yards a run, and, and you can't stop it. That's just how it seems to go. Yeah, and I, I think when you know Michigan State's weakness and all you have to do is pass, you know, you almost forget about the, the fact that they have a 1,000-yard rusher as well. Yeah. Um, and, and then that's, you know, what's damaging is, you know, you're so worried about the pass and C.J. Stroud's ability, and, you know, you give up 150 to a back. Uh, and, and like we've talked about before, you know, there always is a, a star player um, it's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. or whoever the Harrison uh, youngin is. I'm, you know, it's going to be yeah. someone that you heard a little bit of his name in, in uh, you know, late game moments against Michigan State who's going to, you know, come in and have that 75-yard play. Uh, they, they, Ohio State is incredible at, you know, stars performing on the big stage and a, you know, you'll know this person all next year type of player uh, stepping up in, in a major game. You've seen it with backup quarterbacks. You've seen it with you know young receivers uh you've seen it with dominant you know freshman sophomore running backs you know they i i hope michigan has at least a couple of players that show up in the spotlight uh even if their team collectively can't do enough to get the job done because that's what makes the game fun that's what makes a game like 2016 you know one of the better games we've watched you know in all of college football you know even with the way it ended with with the spot uh, you know that's a that's an incredible football game we witnessed that year, and hopefully something somewhat similar can can take place this weekend. Well, yeah, Travion Henderson, you know, a thousand yard back for Ohio State. Michigan has its own thousand yard back, Hassan Haskins, and we don't really know the status of Blake Corum. I think we're like softly assuming that he'll play, but Jim Harbaugh was hushed about it today in his uh, media availability, and and then of course Donovan Edwards. Uh, 10 catches coming out of the backfield against Maryland, including that 70 plus yard touchdown. Um, do you think, do you think Donovan Edwards one is, is a significant part of the game plan? And what I'm most curious to see, like if he is, are they pairing him with Blake Corum? Because you can create some matchup situations that way that play to your advantage. And I just wonder like, is, is that maybe where Michigan's offense can find a bit of an edge? Yeah, you know, I think Donovan Edwards will be out there a ton, even if he, you know, plays slot receiver. You know, they've been talking about his hands all year. 
you know, we talked about him last week, you know, saying that, you know, we'd hope to see him have a big game. We, we kind of expected him to see a bigger role. You know, we would have never predicted, you know, a, a record day uh, receiving out of the backfield or as a running back. But, you know, he showed the type of special player uh, he can be. And, you know, and he he was, you know, recruited behind a guy like Trayvon Henderson. You know, he has a lot to prove, and he did it the week before. Hopefully he can do something the week of. But, you know, one of the things that I think you can go back and notice, and, and people have said this, this is, a, you know, an original thought, but Jim Harbaugh likes to turn to his stars in big games. That's why J.J. McCarthy, you know, came in at Michigan State. Um, you know, that's why you have a guy like Andrew Anthony, who's probably been showing out in practice and giving you highlight catches like we've seen every time he does catch the ball. Like you finally let him get on the field and just see if they can do something. And Donovan Peoples-Jones was always utilized a lot more in the big games. And so Donovan Edwards is going to get out there and he's going to get his time because, you know, he he literally had a record performance. Uh, and between that and, the you know, the special teams trickery, I like that they showed something because it actually gives something to for Ohio State to prepare for, to maybe distract from some of the other things Michigan wants to do. And unlike seasons in the past, you know, either they've struggled going into Ohio State, lost going into Ohio State, like the Iowa year, or, you know, it seems like they're trying to save something. You know, they exposed some new new things uh, and, and showed off, you know, some of the, the highlight type things that they can pull off. And, and I like that, you know, Obviously, that stretch there where they scored like three touchdowns in what felt like 30 seconds, you know, a pick six is just a good play. But, you know, the strategy and the timing and the knowing of, of what the situation was in that kickoff return and to pull that off, you know, that's an incredible play one. And it kind of should give something for Ohio State to, to think about. You know, that feels different too. And, and I think that, you know, this team feels more prepared uh, and ready for this game than really, again, any year except for 2016. Well, we know Jim Harbaugh's teams, um, like Jim Harbaugh's not going to have Cade McNamara go back there and throw it 50 times and try to get into a track meet with Ohio State because that's the surest way to lose. You're going to slip up well before they do. Jim Harbaugh's style of football, you know, it, it, it changes uh, um, you know, here and there a little bit. You get Josh Gaddis coming in and, and uh, you know, talk about speed and space and whatnot. But like the philosophy has never changed. It's it's a power running team. They want to run the football. They want to control the line of scrimmage, control the the pace of play. That none of that has ever changed. And when you play that style of football, you need to be really, really, really good, really reliable. Like you can't make more than just a couple mistakes. And even against a team like Ohio State, like you may not even get a couple. And it's football the hard way. It is. But I feel like if <laughs> maybe we're getting to that point and this is hoping against hope but like where in the fourth quarter against a really good team like Ohio State that style like finally wears you down the other team and they're shaking in the knees and and you know like we got them like we just spent three quarters three and a half quarters punching them in the mouth and they don't have answers left that would be so great to see but it's so difficult to win that way that said I trust Cade McNamara I think more than any other quarterback I in this game than under Jim Harbaugh I think he's he's a pure gamer just the guy who I've commented before he doesn't breathe out of his mouth like he's that calm I I think he you know if he 
goes out there and wins this game for Michigan, I've told you, I don't know if this was on the show, but like he's my quarterback. That's I'm, I'm going to Ann Arbor immediately after the game and I'm marching circles around the big house, lobbying for Cade McNamara, uh, no matter what. And I think he's the type of guy to be able to do something like that. I'm, I'm, I think I told you this probably off the show or on the show, wherever that conversation was, you're still going to be one of the few people doing that. I think you can have a stellar season and win a big game, still maybe lose your seat to someone who just simply might have a higher ceiling <laughs> or more talent. But, you know, it would show you that, you know, shall something ever happen to say, you know, a starter other than Cade McNamara, you know, you've probably got the best backup in the nation. Uh, you've got a guy that can come in if, you know, any, moment in any game uh especially if a young guy is having some trouble so you know he's gonna have to have a killer game uh or get some help you know off the bench and and have jj mccarthy you know have some highlight plays like he did against maryland and you know and not really talked about really solely as jj mccarthy which i liked you know a lot of people last weekend you know has talked about this team being as prepared as they can be you know that was the game they needed uh to try to do everything they could to keep pace with an absolute blitzing earlier in the day that ohio state provided michigan state and you can't compare the two wins but you know to still you know score almost 60 points uh on the road in the big 10 you know no matter who you're facing that's that's a statement game that hasn't happened a lot uh for michigan in the big 10 uh especially on the road and so you know they did what they had to do last weekend i think they'll prepare in every way they can this weekend but you're right jim harbaugh is going to win playing the jim harbaugh way uh and you know one of these days hopefully it'll pay off for him because you know the longer he fails to to win this game you know the slimmer his chances are at having another shot at it yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, let's get on to predictions here. I hope I did not uh, confuse you, Derek, in making you think that I am optimistic. I'm not. And I've been saying this. I will refuse to pick Michigan to win this game until I see it happen. I have not seen it happen. So I've got Ohio State, 48-25. I think they put up some big numbers. Um, like I've been saying, I think it's a lot more of Travion Henderson than people might be expecting. Still with C.J. Stroud and, and his uh, three-headed monster wide receiver taking the top off the defense here and there. I don't think Michigan has enough answers. Uh, they can 48-25, Michigan can still play well, I guess, and still get there. I just think at the end of the day, you don't have enough answers. And on top of that, you know, I, I trust you now to be tough enough mentally to go to happy valley and win or you know to nearly win uh against a a top 10 michigan state team or to go to camp randall and win there like i trust you enough to do that kind of stuff but ohio state's a different animal and and i I just don't think even you know this game's at home and i'm comparing it to away games but no matter where it is like i just don't trust this team yet to have everything it takes mentally to go head to head with ohio state and win so i got 48 25 a little bit of a, a different opinion heading into this weekend. I've got Michigan by 20. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, it's good. No, <laughs> still, I'm in a little bit of a different place. I've got, I've got, you know, Michigan's going to fall short. Um, you know, I hate saying that, but, you know, we've talked about this. This is always our most depressing show of the year, you know, other than, I guess, the after. And sometimes the after, we pause and don't podcast for like three weeks because we're so hurt we don't want to talk about it. Or we hope if that, Michigan gets hope that blown basketball, out again. <laughs> we'll, be ba- we'll be a ba- basketball podcast until next yeah. fall. You won't hear a single football word out of us. We should be well practiced though to come back after like a really big blowout. So if that happens this year, like we should not really miss a beat. We're like, oh, it happened again. 
um, yeah, you know, I think they put up a fight. Uh, I think the way that uh, Ohio State played against Michigan State, you know, nobody in the country stopping that. Not even Georgia's, you know, top suffocating defense uh, would be able to slow that down, at least the way that they were thriving last weekend. Uh, but I, I do think a, a guy like Cade McNamara will make some plays. I think other big players, Donovan Edwards, J.J. McCarthy off the bench, Dax Hill, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo. You know, I think stars are going to show up. I think this team is going to show up for the most part. Uh, but, you know, in the end, I still got Ohio State winning this one. Uh, final score 45-33 so 12 point victory you know it allows it to to feel close uh, maybe not leave us as devastated but yeah you know I think eight's there for a reason uh, Vegas you know see something you know they were very accurate with with uh, a lot of people bet um, I, and I was tempted Tyler you know I've done a little bit here and there I know that you're probably still <laughs> not a betting man but Michigan State no. minus 21 and a half I was like whoa that's like seems like easy money and then all of a sudden I mean it was 28 nothing in the first quarter I think so I mean it was absolutely Vegas was on to it hopefully they're on to this it at least implies a close game uh, and that will be more fun than a blowout at least but yeah i've got 45 ohio state 33 for michigan and once again not quite enough i'm trying to find the over under because you should automatically take the over in this one i would think i right i'm because like it's just it's ohio state i can't i can't find the over whatever the over is go take it that's my advice yeah i mean ohio state when they scored like they scored last weekend, um, you almost always take the over. By the way, I just looked. It's 63.5. Take it. Way Probably that. would. Probably would, yeah. While you're at it, go ahead and grab Ohio State minus eight or whatever I said earlier. These numbers jump around all the time, too, by I the do. way. Yep. Like having never betted but always going and looking at the line – they move around quite a bit. I feel like minus eight is pretty generous to Michigan. I'd go grab that. I thought about betting. I thought about betting um, the over, and I thought about taking Ohio State minus eight because, um, I, you know, like if I'm going to be miserable, I could cash in on it at least. Hey, but I, I that, that's where a lot of people's uh, NFL fandom has, has gone. Uh, you know, it's it's like uh, you know watching the Lions, but actually probably caring more about your uh, your bets um, because that's how you thank can God maybe have Lions fun fan. during a miserable season. Yeah, thank God I'm not a Lions fan. I saw, oh my God, who'd they just lose to? Uh, you know what? I don't even remember. I didn't even pay attention this weekend. I, I when, when, once three. Michigan has to play Ohio State next, I can't watch any other sports. That's all I can think about. I understand. Yeah, that that uh, they lost thirteen ten to the Browns. Oh yeah, the Browns, of course. <laughs> this is not a line. I wouldn't know how to talk about Lions football at all. Uh, I'm rooting for you, Jared Goff, though. I do hope you have a successful career. Maybe not in Detroit, but somewhere else. Uh, back to Michigan, Ohio State, though. This one's noon Eastern on Fox. College game day is going to be there. Uh, big noon kickoff. Expect a four four and a half hour game. Uh, get comfortable. And, man, like, if Michigan can just keep this close, if you can give yourself a shot in the fourth quarter, I don't know what else you can really ask for. Michigan has given itself a shot, and, and that's crazy to think about. Nobody nobody would believe this in August or even September, I think. But, but here they are, you know, a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game, 
go to the college football playoff is all right there. You go give them your best 60 minutes. What happens, happens. And you hope for the best. So we'll see you next week. Uh, hopefully, anyway. And we'll, we'll talk about this one. But until then, take care. Go Blue. Go Blue.